RC Davis for Warriors TV, sitting down with local legend. I'll say legend. Six <laughs> one out of Montana and McClyman's Will Cherry. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? How'd the workout go today? Uh, I think it went pretty good. You know, uh, I just came in here and worked my butt off, uh, tried to compete at the highest level that I could, um, and show the coaches, you know, that I was in great shape. Um, I know that's what a lot of coaches look for around the league. Um, you can't come in here tired and exhausted. You want to move on to one drill after the next and, and, and keep that pace up. Um, and when it, when it was all said and done, um, I got a pretty good workout in, and uh, hopefully I showed the coaches some of the things that I can bring to the table. They say you have a great work ethic, you're coachable, all the good things. I mean, maybe you're too good to be true. Oh, not at all, not at all. I mean, everything they said is right <laughs> on the head. You know, I wouldn't have it, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, I mean, I think those are great accolades to have as a player. You know, so when a coach is saying some, some those type of good things about you, um, that means you're, you're in the right ballpark and you're doing something right. I spoke with your high school coach there at McClyman's, Brandon Brooks. Also talked with uh, one of your coaches at Montana, Jono Metzger-Jones, and they both said what a great guy you are, how uh, your mother has a lot to do with your success. Why don't you talk about your family a little bit? Um, my mom, you know, number one, uh, you know, that's, that's basically the person, you know, who, you know, raised me and, and made me the man you, you see here today. Um, she was always there for me, you know, uh, and when, when I said this is what, basically, this is what I want to do from second grade on, um, and as things got more serious and I got older, you know, she was always there to, you know, not always guide me as far as basketball-wise, but, you know, as a man, you know, um, telling me, you know, right decisions to make, um, you know, we we went through, you know, a lot of different processes as far as, you know, recruiting, and now this process, we're picking the agents and everything, and she was always the one that, I, you know, I could turn and talk to. Also, my uh, my stepdad, you know, he's been around, you know, since I was about in the fourth grade, you know, so he, he's been coming to all of my games since AAU um, and always been the one, you know, rooting me on, telling me you need to do this and that. Um, so he's always been there, you know, my brothers, you know, and my brothers, um, and now I have a niece, you know, one to the attic, she just turned two, you know, so those three, you know, they kind of look up to me and I try to be, you know, the best positive male influence, you know, amongst those three that I, I possibly can at my age. Um, so, so you know, my family is very tight knit family. Um, we're all we're all close, and we, we do a lot of things together. But you know, right now I'm trying to you know get stay focused and be on the path and, and do some right things and, and be you know try to get some money and do some things to, you know to where where um, I can take a lot of stress and, and pain and, and have some fun with my family. You mentioned your AAU days. You played on the Dominators. Is mm -hmm. that kind of what put you on the map? Um, no, actually, the Dominators, they were um, – I came up with that name, actually, in, like, the third grade, you know, from my coach, um, Donnie Graham, and he was the local at our, at our uh, Marcus Foster Elementary School, and we were just traveling and doing, doing a lot of little things local. Um, but as I got older, um, when I played for the Oakland Soldiers, um, Mark uh, Olivier, um, Jules Milstead, you know, Jules was my coach, and – that's when I really got put on the map, you know, at my junior year. Um, and we, we were in Vegas, made the Final Four. And I was playing against top-notch competition, you know, and that's what really, you know, put me on the map. I thought um, I got to go up against, you know, some of the top premier guards, you know, in the, in the country. And that was where I really made my heyday at it and, and, and showed a lot of college coaches and scouts um, that, you know, what I can do against top-level top guards. Damian Lillard's one of those guys, mm -hmm. NBA Rookie of the Year this past year. Uh, I hear you own this guy, like high school, college. <laughs> you, you just it, every time you run oh. up against him, you, your team is one. Yeah, when it comes to when it comes to games, <laughs> I definitely got the edge on Dame. Um, 
it's just you know, it's just when it when it comes to you know, it, Damien he brings the another side of level of competition out of me. You know, and I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, vice versa. You know, we bring the best of the competition out of each other, um, and it's always at high levels. You know, so I love playing against him, and it's always a fun, a fun atmosphere when we go. You know, it's, we butt heads all the time. You know, but at the at the end of each game or whatever, it's always love and. You know, to this day, we still conversate and, and text, exchange texts here and there and see how each other's doing with, with our career and me being a college and him, you know, being in the NBA last year. But, you know, when it comes to games, I guess you could say, I guess you could say I own him. You own him. Yeah, I guess you could say I own him. Now, even though you guys are about the same age, you mentioned mm-hmm. he's like your brother or your yeah. friend, your brother. But he's also sort of a role model, too, because small school, mm-hmm. Oakland. And he can tell you what to expect next year. Definitely, definitely. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it any other way. Definitely a role model because now, you know, he's just like before I came to college. You know, he's he's one up on me. He has that that year, and you know, a year is a long, a long way to be ahead of somebody, especially for a profession. Um, now that he's he's you know been in 82 games of NBA, and that's that's hard to do. It's a lot of stuff that come with that. Um, and he's playing at a high level, on the highest level, and you know, in basically in the world. So he's definitely giving me a lot of advice on um, what to expect in different situations, um, um, what to do when it comes summer league time and stuff like that. And those those type of things we have discussed um, and kind of talked about. And you know, he gave me a few pointers when he was going through the process last year with the workouts and, and everything, going the NBA combine. Every he's giving me a lot of pointers. You know, when he came back. Um, and saw me, you know, at Pro-Am or, or whatever whatever the case might be. You know, so he's definitely a role model. And, and the advice given from him, you know, is, is gonna, you're going to take that in and soak that up like a sponge. How can't you, right? Yeah. I mean, let's talk about your game a little bit. They say you're an elite on-ball defender, uh, quick first step, uh, NBA body. Is all that you feel accurate? Yeah. Um, I, as far as, you know, the NBA body goes, I, that's something I have to work for. You know, I came in. At college, you know, a scrawny little kid, skinny, you know, but you know, I was ready, to, you know, to hit the weights, you know, and, and and get and get ready for that, get ready for that lifestyle, and you know, I had a, a goal, you know, coming in um, to get to you know 180, 185, you know, and now I stepped on the scale today, I was 186, um, you know, so I guess I'm right at my goal, you know, as coming in, you know, doing these workouts and everything, you know, so I give all that, you know, thanks to you know my my college. A college strength and conditioning coach out there, and, and Charlie Warden, um, and uh, Ant, uh, Coach Ant, we call him. You know, he's out here working out with me and making sure you know I stay up to par with my body. Um, and as far as being an on-ball defender, you know, I pride my, that's something I pride myself on. Um, I mean, that's your calling card. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what's going to get you noticed yeah. in workouts like this. Yeah, that's that's what I pride myself on. You know, and you said you talked to Brandon Brooks, and uh, Brandon Brooks, he had a lot to do with that. You know, him and him and Dwight McDaniel. Um, my two high school coaches, you know, they taught us from day one, you hawk the ball, the ball handler from baseline to baseline. And that's how I was taught. And that's how I was raised. And they, they instilled that pride of defense in, in me and in all my teammates at the time, you know, from, from day one. And that's, that's just something I took, took pride in. And if I get scored on, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's something that, you know, that kind of hurt. Yeah, that take that personal and okay, you're not going to score the next two, three possessions, you know, so. Those those things, I, that thing right there, is what I pride myself on. Coach Brooks said you could score twenty a night, twenty five yeah. a night, but he needed you to be a facilitator yeah. on your McClyman's team. You carried that team when maybe they weren't as talented as other teams. Yeah, um, they, uh, you know, Coach Brooks is definitely, you know, like he said, I probably could have scored, but with the pieces that I had on my team, you know, 
Um, we were so balanced and, and diverse, you know, on the court. I didn't have to do all that. You know, I know whenever whenever it came time to me that you're going to get the ball and, and score, and they told me, okay, this is what you got to do, um, that's what I did. You know, I'm all about winning, you know, so the team comes first. Whatever, I can go out there, I can score zero points, and I can have ten assists, six rebounds, three, two or three steals. And you and win. Can, and we win the game. I'm, I'm good with that because I know in some area, you know, within a 48-minute game, 40-minute game, whatever you want to call it, um, in high school football, I mean, high school, um, college, you know, or even the pros, I know I, I left the mark on the game in some way, you know, and, and I did something to help my team. So, man, that's just the type of player I am. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a winner. That's all. I like to win. I don't like losing. So whatever I can do to win, I, I'm all for it. Coach Metzger Jones said when you got to school, you were a complete non-shooter. Yeah. But you hit the shooting gun every offseason, and now after four years, you're a complete shooter. Yeah. Oh, Jono, Jono had a lot to do with that. You know, um, he, you know, my freshman year, you know, coming in, it was a transition, you know, to, to change my shot from high school because I didn't have the most fluent shot. It wasn't that pure. And so I just kept working at it. And I know my sophomore year coming in, you know, that's when Jono Metzger Jones came in that summer from Santa Barbara. Um, and the first thing he did was put me in his office. Um, he said, are you willing to you know, work on your shot? Because if so, I'll get you. I will make you better. I said, yeah, let's do it. You know, I remember before he came, um, I, instead of coming back home in August, I stayed out there in the summer and just stayed in the gym. And I, I didn't leave the gym until I made 500. You know, I didn't, I didn't leave until I, I didn't make, I didn't shoot 500. I left until I made 500. So I was in the gym sometimes for two, two, three and a half hours, you know, and, I, and if I didn't hit 500, then I wasn't leaving the gym. And I thought that dedication, you know, really got me going, um, got me with the reps, um, muscle memory, and then Jono just came in and took it to a whole nother level. Um, what I can say about Jono, you know, some people try to change their shot completely. Jono didn't. Jono just tweaked the little things that he needed to tweak, and, uh, and, and we were in the gym, you know, faithfully, and just me and him, um, the, the gun stopped. And it was, Jono became my gun. You know, he used to talk me through through every little thing, um, every little tweak, um, every little muscle memory that he could. And, and it just took me to a different level. And, you know, I, I give a lot of thanks to Coach Jono because he stayed in the gym with me faithfully. And even before I left and graduated Montana, I was in the gym with Coach Jono working on my shot. And now it's, it's just a confidence thing. You know, when you weren't shooting good, you don't have that confidence. But when, you, when you're in the gym working as hard as I was with Jono or in the gun, um, that confidence really goes and you know you know what you got to do you know what, what's, what's wrong with your shot and you just got to keep working at it so John really instilled, instilled that confidence in me and when I'm shooting now it's just I believe every shot going in you know so I mean I think that's the true mark of a, a true shooter if you ask Steph Curry or Clay Thompson every time they let the ball go it can be from 75 feet they think it's going in you know so I think that's the be- that's the biggest key with a, with a shooter is confidence was it the Darren Williams Skill Academy where you went up against the likes of Trey Burke, Ray McCallum, Phil Pressey? Is that when your dream became a reality in your head that, wow, I belong? Oh, definitely. Um, when I, you know, when you get invited to that camp, um, it's like, okay, now, now I'm here. You know, now I've arrived. Now I need to, you know, now everything I work for is now I get to showcase it and, and go up against, you know, premier guards in the country. You know, and, and when you come from a small school, such as University of Montana, um, you got you going there with a chip on your shoulder, you know, bigger than a cinder block. You go in there with a chip on your shoulder, and, and like it's it's something to prove, you know, because those those kids and those guards are already playing in top notch, you know, uh, conferences where or they're playing on TV, 
you know, two, three times a, a week or, or, you know, a weekend, every other weekend. You know, so they, they're playing against other guards, you know, in the conference, and they're getting notarized by all these, 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 these ESPN and, uh, analysts and, and everybody. So, you know, you don't always get that luxury. So you go in there, you got to go in there with a chip on your shoulder and prove to everybody at, the, at, that, at that little camp or combine, whatever you want to call it, um, that you belong. And uh, I thought I did that. And all I wanted to do, I didn't want to go out there and, and be somebody I wasn't and, and try to do things. Um, out of my character, try to show up. My my main thing when I went in there was to go in there and be solid, and then go in there and play good defense on, on those guards and, and let them know, you know, that I'm that I'm here and I'm, and, you know, what Terry is going to be, you know, somebody that you're going to have to look out for in the future. You mentioned Montana. You were hesitant about going there in the beginning. Why was that? And now was it a blessing in disguise? Well, um, as far as just Montana, I was, you know, I was hesitant just because. The atmosphere. I was just like coming Montana. from yeah, coming from Oakland and California. You used to the fast-paced life, you know, city kid, everything, the mall, everything. I was from Montana. Like I, like I wasn't like everybody else. Like you know, when I signed there, a lot of people was like, "Where's Montana?" I'm like, "That's a state, man." Like you, <laughs> you learn this in elementary Google. school, fifty states. And I'm like, but I was like, my whole thing. I was like, I thought it was, you know, I judged it. You know, you ju- I judged the book. You know what I, you know, I judged it and. uh I judged it by its cover. You know, I thought, you know, I thought it was going to be, you know, in the middle of nowhere, cowboys, people just walking around with cowboy hats, cowboy boots, everything. I thought it was no mall or anything. But when I got off the plane. Um, so they have an airport. Yeah, they have an airport. <laughs> it's, it's a small one. But, you know, Brandon Brooks is actually the one who convinced me to go. He's like, man, they just want to spend money on you. You know, take it. No harm done. Um, so I went. And when I got off the, when I got off the plane and first 10 minutes into the drive on the freeway and I look over the city, the town and it's nothing, it's exact opposite what I think it is. Sure. And you know, when I get there, the atmosphere, it's a college town you know, so they're, they're all about family atmosphere and coming from a climate um, that's Mac family, That's we preach Mac family and you know, that's just a big family atmosphere too, so that played a lot of me going in there um, and signing with them, the coaches were great um, the football atmosphere the college, you know, the fans, that was that was crazy, um and the players, I really like the players. They're really close-knit. Um, and, you know, I loved it. I loved it there. You know, the coach, everything. And I said, I could see myself being here for four years. Um, and when I signed, I, I felt like it was, a, it was a weight lifted off my shoulder and it was the best thing for me. Um, and as a blessing in disguise, definitely. Definitely, because you, you want to go to a right situation. And that was the right situation for me. And when you go there, you know, I was able to put the University of Montana on a map to where now it's expected for the University of Montana to get to the big dance every year. You know, well, your I, career culminated yeah. with the trip to the tournament against Syracuse. Yeah, we got our bus kicked, but, I mean, I've been, I don't know how many college college players over their, over their four years um, can say they've been in four of their conference championship games and been to the tournament three out of their four years. Coming from, a, you know, a mid-major school, you know, so that's something I, I pride myself on very much, saying I made it to the dance three out of my four years. You hit the glass pretty well for a guard. Is that ingrained, or is that something you've, like, tried to work on and make an emphasis? That's just ingrained for me because I um, – for me, I like to get out in the tempo and push it. You know, that's where I think I'm at my best is in the transition when I got room and space and I can kick the shooters, um, make uh, – hit the bigs, uh, you know, storm in the court, or just, you know, penetrate myself and, you know, get easy bats for myself. So – just going up and get the glass. I mean, I, I love getting tough rebounds and going up and getting mixing up with the big boys sometimes, most of the time. But 
the biggest key for me is if I can get the glass as hit the glass hard as a guard, then there's no there's no wasted time for me having to ask for the big to get the ball. I can get and go. You know, because I have the intangibles to dribble, you know, the handles. I just get the ball and go up the court. The quicker I get the ball, the quicker my team can get up and transition and get easy buckets. So that's all I think about when I hit the glass. You broke your foot about nine months ago. How's the foot? Um, the foot's doing really well. Um, it, it hasn't been no pain, but I, I still wear my, my brace, you know, and orthotic, everything um, that I have to wear throughout the year as a precaution um, so no soreness takes place. So just to keep it that way, I, I wear the brace. You were not only a camper at Warriors basketball camp, but then you became a coach later on. Talk about your Warrior camp experience and how possibly it got you to this point. Um, the Warriors camp experience from when I was eight or nine, that was crazy. You know, um, just I went through, through, um, through the Boys and Girls Club, you know, 24th of Market. Um, so we got to come this every summer. Um, and I look forward to this every summer coming to here playing with other kids and uh, showing my skills off and, and winning, winning a lot of awards. You know, that's something I really did. I remember, I can remember going up for one one award, sitting down and going up for the next, sitting down and just keep <laughs> continuously going and going and going. And that's something, you know, I really I really loved and proud myself. I can remember Jeff, Jeff Adiego just handing me award after award after award. You know, and that's how Jeff that never knew, gets old. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how Jeff knew me, you know, as a kid growing up. Um, you know, and as I got older, you know, um, just kept playing and playing. And Jeff would, you know, follow us, follow us through our high school and everything. And when I got to college, you know, you know, college kids need little summer jobs, you know, over the over the summer. So the Warriors, you know, Jeff hit hit me up, me and my friends um, that also uh, came through this this Warriors camp um, when they were younger, and uh, this became, you know, a continuous my my summer job, you know, working the Warriors camps with these little kids and uh, becoming a coach and a mentor to them. Um, you just look at these kids and, and see where they're sitting and, and you catch yourself smiling or chuckling to yourself, you know, um, just going back in time and, and, and looking back when you were one of those kids sitting down there, you know, 10 years ago. So that's that's always fun to come back here, you know, stuffing grounds and, and give back to the community um, with those mentors that gave back to you at that same time. And now you're a role model for them. They yeah. can go, hey, I can make it too if I come to Warriors camp and work hard. Why is it so beneficial to, quote, unquote, pay it forward? Um, it's, it's, it's beneficial because, you know, you see kids, you know, sometimes they don't have that that, that direct role model that's coming from their city um, where, where they grew up, you know, to see that sometimes that you gotta you got to watch it on TV. You know, that's why Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard serves as a, serves as a, a big icon out here in Oakland because, you know, you have somebody like that, I mean, in your era, you know, before it was, you know, the Jason Kidd's, the, the B. Shaw's, the, the B. Shaw's, Gary Payton's, those those people, you know, that came here, and, you know, we weren't born, we were younger, you know, so we weren't, you know, really in tune with it like that. Now now it's in this era, you know, 2013, in our, in our generation, you're seeing somebody, you know, firsthand doing it. Um, and, I, and definitely, I want to follow the path of Demi Litter as being, you know, one of those guys in this area that you can look to um, and see, okay, yeah, he, he, he came through this program. He came through this, this Warriors camp. Um, he worked hard, you know, stayed, had his head on a swivel, stayed, you know, stayed directly, graduated from college um, with a degree, which I think is probably the, the biggest key um, that, you should, that you should probably be working for, you know, before the NBA, before all of that, you know, and then the NBA comes second. If you don't got the college, you know, college degree, I think you should get that, you know, unless you're one of those top, you know, top prospects coming out, 
Um, but but just being being one of those guys that you you know you see at, in your era and knowing you you're taught you seeing what they're going through firsthand um, is definitely a key to pay back for so they can see uh, okay yeah this this can be done you know it's not it's not far fetched you don't have to watch it on TV you see this per- this person in, and you see this person in reality coming from your same neighborhood or close the same town and he's doing it and he's doing it he's doing his style. Could you see yourself coaching or running your own camp at the next level, like the Will Cherry camp and um, doing that in the off season, or are your we, camp days behind you? Uh, I can I can see it somewhat. I don't know as far as how much coaching I'll do. Um, I'm not one of those guys you would say after his playing career will be a coach because I don't think I have the patience for it. Um, but probably as you go, I'm young now. But as you go older, grow older, I think. You know, you never know. You can you can develop those those type of patience, but definitely a camp. I can I definitely do a camp and, and give back to the community. That's that's something I definitely can see myself doing. How has this whole experience been for you? Do you have like friend, some you know peripheral friends coming out of the woodwork now that you're blowing up? I mean, you seem grounded, but are you getting a lot of extra attention that you don't need right now? Um, not not as much as a you know not as much. As I would say, Damian Lillard probably got, you know, but I, I definitely, I keep a, a close-knit circle of friends, you know, and those circle of friends um, and family members um, definitely make sure I'm grounded. They would never let me get big-headed. And I would I would never get big-headed with them because they've been they've been around with me for, since day one. Um, I have a lot of people, you know, that's, that's helped me through my youth, you know, from Boys and Girls Club, um, high school, um, people I worked that way, you know, they'll, they'll touch out. You know, and, and tell me good luck, or, or read about me saying, you know, and they've been doing that since my college career, keeping up with me. So, you know, the community that that I've been around and I've been fortunate and blessed with to be around, they always, you know, got your back and and check up on you. And when you when you're around in town, you know, they say what's up and you conversate with them. You know, so I haven't had nobody come out the woodworks that I don't know or who haven't, you know, touched you know touched my life or had a, 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 an influence on my life in, in some other way or fast some way shape or form or fashion that that I haven't been in, in touch with you know um, I don't expect anything like that to, to happen um, anytime soon uh, and if I do make it um, I don't think that would that would ever happen like that you know because like I said the people that, that I've been around they've been around me day one and, and want to just see me do good and they don't ask for anything in return they just want to you know their return is knowing that they were around and, and did something in some way shape, shape or form um, to get me to that point and once I make it they you know they just want to be you know just see see that you say if you make it have your family and your agent and yourself uh, allowed time to talk about D-League or Europe if your dream falls short um not not I mean I know Europe for sure um D-League that hasn't came up in the question but you know Europe and D-League those are some things that that come along after after this whole process you know because my, everybody that's around me know my number one goal is to get to the NBA, and it's always been a goal of mine, you know, since I was I was a young kid. So we're pushing for that, you know, hard, 100, 100, all full, full throttle. We're pushing NBA for that. NBA or bust. Yeah, NBA or bust, you know, and then after that, you know, then, uh, then things is, is basically those things that are on the back burner or, or after the NBA comes comes after that. Just a few of your uh, detractors, what they say, see what you have to say. They say, uh you're a combo guard or a mm-hmm. tweener, and then that's a negative. But you're such a great on-ball defender. I mm-hmm. think that's a positive because you can guard both yeah. both guard positions. Um, a tweener. I've, I've heard. I've recently heard that. You know, but I think the tweener 
is basically a scoring guard if they want to call it that. And I think in this generation, that's what our guards are now in my position. You know, you see people like Damian Lillard, you know, he's he's a tweener. You know, he's he goes he he goes and, you know, scores and does all that. You know, uh, even you know, when you when you say stuff like that, even Tony Parker, he's somewhat of a tweener. Sure. Derek Rose, you know, you 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 can go the list on and on and on. Point guards are, are now tweeners because you see you see now that at the point guard position they're much more athletic and they can they can score you know so when it comes to a tweener I say you know a guard that can score but also make the right reads and right plays when it when it's needed you know so if he's not going to always look to score you know he can you know dish it to the right man you know there you go. come up with you know twenty points eight assists you know a couple steals here and there you know so that's I think the tweener position is definitely going forward you know at a position at my guard you know you don't get too many. Too many guards now that's just going to, you know, run the run the show like that. You know, Chris Paul, which is, you know, I say is one of the, I think the best, one of the best, you know. Who was your guy growing up? Like, was there a guy when he was on TV you had to watch? I mean, everybody like Jordan and yeah. Kobe and LeBron. But did, did you have a, a guy that, like, your game compared to and that you maybe followed and emulated? When I was younger, Gary Payton was, was my favorite point guard. And Jason Kidd, you know, as I go up, when I was younger, it was straight Gary Payton. You know, I love this tenacious, on, tenacious, and, and mentality on. on and defense. now you're an on-ball yeah, defender, like on, the glove. Yeah, on defense, he was just so, just so ferocious. You know, and he controlled the game and, and did what he did. And then as I got older, Jason Kidd was was the one that I, I looked up to, and I saw how he, you know, was a great passer. And he was a triple double machine. You know, so and I liked how you know, my you know he was going to get boards, you know, off the glass, assists and scoring. So he was doing it all. You know, so Jason Kidd. And then now, as I'm older and becoming a young man, Chris Paul, Chris Paul is definitely somebody that I look up to and see how he he does a lot of things um, well and he controls the pace of the game and basically he's the general for his his team. You know, and and definitely when Stephen Curry came into the league, I saw he did things and. And you talk about a tweener, that's, you know, right, I mean, right. he, he does those things. He makes the right reads, and he also can, you know, score the basketball. And he does he does whatever, you know, Mark Jackson and his previous coaches needed him to do to win games. You know, so when you, you look at those those type of those guards, um, they all have one thing in common, and that's their floor generals, you know, at that, that position for their team. Uh, how will you be spending draft night? Me? Um, I'm probably I'm going to be chilling. I'm going to be in the house. Um with, with family and friends, um, I know uh, my girlfriend comes down for that weekend, um, and with I have phone charged. Ready. Yeah, so I haven't <laughs> I haven't seen her um, since since I graduated, and we both went our separate ways. Um, so that'll that'll be fun. I'll just be really kicking back um, and chilling with chilling with the family and just watching the draft take place. Hey man, wish you all the luck in the world. I know the Bay Area is pulling for you. Another local guy done good. Take care, Will. Thank you. I appreciate it. He's Will Cherry. I'm R.C. Davis for Warriors TV.